boys got something to say to me? Why don't you talk into the microphone? I got a backup mic right here. Check one, two. Testing, testing. Yeah, they both working, and guess what? They don't like no feedback. What's up? Broadcasting live from Winterfell Studios in Portland, Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's the 503 I am going to plant my seed in you. With John Bryant. So fucking classy. And yeah. such a fucking gentleman. And Lynn the Jazzman Thunder. Hey! You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. What up, Kill Crew? That's right, it's 503 Killcast, all killer no filler, eight days a week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, John Bryant. Are you dressing up this year? Uh, I'm going to find a cowboy costume right after this. Oh, all right. Guess what I'm going to be? Um, I, wanna, I, I can't think of anything insulting right now, so what are you going to be? I'm going to be a dancing bear. Oh. Yeah, whatever. You, like the strip club? Yeah, kind of. No a G-string? Probably. Nice. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's not because of Halloween or anything. If anyone gives you shit, you can say, the Second Amendment gives me the right to bear arms. Oh! <laughs> gives me a bear arms. Good one, good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, John Bryant, <clears throat> you wanted to insult me, but I don't think you should, considering <laughs> that I am on a three-win burrito bet streak. Oh, really? Because I beat you mercifully last week. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're That's di- not what the podcast is about. The podcast yeah, is about Very much bets. about that. Very <laughs> much about fantasy football. Burrito bets, kind of a side thing. Whatever. <laughs> the burrito bet last week was, you thought Charles Clay, Charles Stone Hands Clay, would get 12 points. He ended up with less than five. Yeah, but he did drop a touchdown that which would have totally put him in 12 points and that's what i said stone hands well Ugh. you know i'm i'm on a cold streak with the burrito bets but i'm gonna change that this week i don't uh, know how and we'll I don't see know, it's but, three and four john Bryant. we're neck and neck whatever all right anyway last week more news from last week john Bryant with the highest score was like 170 oh yeah god damn didn't have a chance then shouldn't Boobinay, you be used to that by now and Boobinay with the lowest score. Boobinay, the curse continues. Oh my god, Boobinay, what did you do? Also, new rule, you can't really talk shit on the message board until your team scores at least 100 points. I like that rule. Yeah, right? <laughs> if you are less than 100 points, then you should consider yourself on probation. Oh yeah, muted. Yes. Yeah. All right, John Bryant. There's actually something serious I want to talk about before we jump into everything. Okay. And that is a question I've been wrestling with. Because, you know, this year the NFL has been flagging players left and right for having fun. Yeah, it's the no fun league. That's what the NFL stands for. It's always been the no fun league. And, you know, they'll throw the flag on celebrations that are crazy and off the wall. And those are my favorite celebrations. I've never really, really liked that rule. But nowadays, they're flagging everyone for even, like, the little stuff. Like, Josh Norman with his bow and arrow move. Uh, someone got flagged for pretending to take a picture of someone who scored a touchdown. It's, it's nuts. And these are not just 15-yard penalty flags. These are one more, and you're kicked out of the game flags. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you think it's a direct result of all the, you know, women beating and stuff that's been going on in the NFL and I don't know. Past couple years, it's 
it's fucking ridiculous is what it is. Yeah, it's pri- stupid. The NFL needs to get the priorities right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's look at this. You might get kicked out of a game for having a little bit of fun, celebrating a great play, which is what the fans want to see. But, you know, if you launch yourself into someone or, you know, potentially hurt someone, oh, you're just fine. Yeah. Concussions are cool, but yeah, don't I, celebrate. I, I, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It pisses me off. And I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, it's been happening all year. And I realized something, John, right? What's that? I love football, but I hate the NFL. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to become a college sport fan, right? No, I just... No fucking way. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this because, you know, it's it's something that you wrestle with. You love the game. You, you love everything about it. I like fantasy football. But lately, it's just... It's becoming not fun to watch. I mean, when was the last the, time there was a primetime game this year that you wanted to watch? Oh, they've all been terrible. Terrible, and part of the reason is that you know the teams can't play to their fullest. Yeah, they're afraid of all these stupid flags. Yeah, and then it's not even just the celebration or taunting penalties; it's all the holding penalties and yeah. all the bullshit like motion guys weren't set penalties, and mm-hmm. it's just they need to do something. For the refs on throwing the laundry out. I mean, let let the guys play. You let know? them play. God, I mean, that's what they're they there to do. Yeah, and that's what they're, they that's only what we're do there that, to see. They only do it in the last two minutes of the game. That's yeah. the only time they're allowed to go all out, it seems exactly. like. Exactly. Like, I don't turn on a football game because I want to see the refs. Yeah. Unless uh, it's Mike Hockley. God, Ed Hockley like, is amazing. Ed Hockley. That guy's awesome. I want to be Ed Hockley. Oh, everyone does. Uh, but I was just I was just thinking, you know, because in the past, there's been the AFL that emerged as a competitor to the NFL. Then they merged. Yeah. Then there was the... USFL that Donald Trump killed. Yep. And then there was the XFL. Oh, I miss the XFL. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, the NFL does not necessarily have a monopoly on football. I mean, there are mm. there are p- players out there that don't get drafted by the NFL that are plenty good. Players that get cut and don't make it for whatever reason. Go to the CFL. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that we won't see another football league ever again. Uh, I, 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 I kind of disagree with you there. I, I don't think, I think the monopoly is the NFL. I don't think anyone's going to compete with them. I don't know. I mean, you got the players cap, there's the CBA, like the players don't like the NFL. Yeah. But I, any other organization that comes out, it's going to be softer. Like it's not going to be, and oh, it's not going to be football as we know it just because of all, you know, all the other problems the NFL is no, having. With, it won't. But I mean. If they, a, they set up, I mean, they could do what the USL, USFL did, which is like, look, we're, we know we're the B League, but we're willing to pay top dollar. Yeah. I mean, that's, what they, that's how they got Jim Kelly. That's how they got a couple other big guys. And then when Donald Trump killed him, all those guys went to the NFL. And, oh, yeah. And then they turned into MVPs and entered the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see a competitive flag football league someday. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And if that happened, you got to wonder what would happen with fantasy football. Would it just be NFL players? Oh, man, don't even... Don't even say it. I, I would hate. Wouldn't it be awful if like there was another strike or whatever, and we couldn't play fantasy football? I don't know. It's just. Do you remember that Hall of Fame game that got canceled because of the fucked up field? The very first game of the year. No. This year, it, you don't remember that? The it was I think it was the Packers and. Oh, the Packers just forfeited because they knew they were going to lose. <laughs> no, it was it was the Hall of Fame game. It was the first game of the preseason, 
and the paint was all fucked up on the field, so they couldn't play on it, and they had to cancel the game. I, I was have, freaked out. I have zero memory of this. Okay, well, it wasn't that long ago. It was a big deal. It was a big deal to me, anyway. <laughs> I was freaked out. I was like, what if this happens in the regular season, and one of my players is on one of those teams? It, yeah. It just, it just can't happen. I don't know. Yeah. I just got, I got a real bone to pick with the NFL, and, you know, I think that what they need to see is someone to come out of the woodwork and scare them a little bit and realize, hey, you're there to entertain the fans. You're there to let the players play. You're not just there to rake in money and, you know, try to act like you're some nice, benevolent PR league. Yeah, I mean, holier than that bullshit. Come on. It, it's a game. Let them play. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll have to see what happens going forward. Um, That's right. It, I don't want my beloved game to change. I mean, I, I want it to change for the better. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't. For the better could mean for the better for the fans or better for the players, better for the owners. You just don't know. I think better for the players is better for the fans. Yeah. I mean, our interest, we want to see the players on the field. We want to see the part. players do amazing things. And the players want to do amazing things. The players want to be on the field. It's yeah. it's the NFL that gets between that. Yeah, and we haven't even brought up that, I guess, TV ratings for the NFL are going way down. Yeah, but I think that's large part because of streaming. Okay. You know. You don't think it's just people not wanting to watch these bullshit primetime games and also watch a bunch of laundry being thrown on the field all the time? Uh, that could be part of it, but I, I truly think that a lot of it has to do with more and more people are streaming. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's look at the other part of this, is that, you know, you can't watch an NFL game on most networks without buying, like, 18 million other channels. Yeah, it was bullshit that the Thursday name... Thursday night game wasn't on CBS like it usually is. Yeah, and I love the Thursday night games when they're streamed on Twitter. I don't know if you've done this yet, but it's it's fantastic. It's it's high def. There's no there's no lag. Hmm. There's no delay. There's no nothing. You just put it on there, and frankly, sometimes you don't even have to watch the commercials. Just just gets the Twitter logo up there, and then it's like we'll be right back. Huh? And you can go about your day, and then it comes back on. And you're like, great. Interesting. No, I've never. I don't have Twitter. And neither do I. Yeah. You don't have to have it. You just oh, go to cool. the Twitter thing and click on the stream, and there you go. Yeah, I wish they'd do that with every game. Oh, me too. I think they will once the uh, media contract comes up in, what is it, 2020? Yeah, it's with fucking Verizon. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Guys. You know NFL is going to be like, they're greedy. They want their money. They're oh, going to yeah. be like, okay, look, guys, we want to do some streaming. Yeah, on a platform other than Verizon. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. We've that that's enough of bashing the my favorite thing in the world. Uh we do have <laughs> as we promised at the beginning of the season, we will read every single email that comes to us. Every email. You can hit us up at winterfellstudios at gmail dot com. What are we at now? Like four? I think we're at four. Jesus. Yeah. God damn it. And they haven't even all been from the same person. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so this week our email reads Dear Killcast. John Jerry Jones Bryant and the Space Cowboys are a historic 7 and 0. How confident are you in that in that team going undefeated? Are there any clear favorites to win in all the season? So that's kind of two different questions. Uh yeah. confident in me going oh and this is from Mike in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Thanks Mike Michael in Scranton. Um as far as going undefeated, I don't look. I, I I think it's awesome, like pretty proud of myself, but um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go all season. Like, I'm sure I'll drop a game here or there. It could be this week. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. I mean, I mean, 
really, you know, it's just, it's one injury away, it's one bad game away, yeah. you know, game flow, whatever. Yeah, if Drew Brees goes down, I'm kind of fucked. If um, David Johnson, David goes John- down. Well, I mean, I got Demarco Murray, I guess so. Uh, great example, but I, I think. I don't expect to go all the way undefeated in the regular season. And honestly, it, it does make me a little nervous that I'll just be the first one out of the playoffs. <laughs> Cause that would be my luck. You could pull a 2007 Patriots undefeated yeah. until the championship game. Yeah. And then lose to someone in the wild card. <laughs> I have a nasty like feeling that it's going to be the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and John Bryant in the fantasy championship game. And we're both going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow it'll be the Patriots' fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just way too much between now and the end of the season to say that you will go undefeated. But, hey, you know, you're the only one right now who's undefeated, so you're the only one with a chance. I don't think there's anyone in our league that's ever got 7-0. There's no way. I kind of want to flip this around. Diddy and his (laughs) All-Stars are historic 0-7. How confident are you that they are going to win any games the rest of the season? Um, this will come up later in the show, but uh, I do believe he will win the toilet bowl. All right. Yeah. Okay. That might be his first win. I don't know. All right. Second half. Second half. Um, are there any clear favorites to win um, it all this season? I mean, obviously it's me. I gotta um, disagree with you there. Really? Uh, yeah. We'll get into this later, but um, I just I, I see something happening between now and then. Okay. Something. I don't know what, but something. Yeah. Um, I wanted to call you out on something. Last week you said that I had an easy schedule. Yeah. So far this season, uh, I did some research. Did you know that if I had played your schedule this year, I would still be six and zero? Well, before last week, because obviously right. we played each other, but I would have been six and zero. And if you had played my schedule, you would have been four and two. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. You're. I, I'm. I'm four and three now. So. Yeah, but. I don't know. How does that, that means your schedule was either easier than mine I, I or dug, the same? I dug a little <laughs> bit into this, John Bryan, and. The league average points against is something like 872 or something like that. Okay. Your points against are 775. That's 100 points below league average. I mean, statistically speaking, you've had the easiest schedule out of everyone this year. I don't believe so. I think that players try to uh, play their big boom guys against me, and it just hasn't worked out for them. I mean, there's been opportunities for teams to beat me. They just haven't done it yet. All right. Well, I, I just I don't think you're the clear favorite. Who is? Fact, I don't think there's any clear favorites. No, there actually. really isn't. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's with this playoff system, week one everything can change. Exactly. Fucking Shane Canwright won the league last year, coming exactly. in last place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it was funny because we did power rankings last year, and I think Shane was like number seven or something. Oh yeah, he was way down there. And we were we were all like, look, Shane, you've got all the tools, but you'll never make it there unless you really you know do whatever. I don't know. That was a stupid episode, actually. Yeah, power rankings are kind of dumb. Yeah, I hated that. That was like the worst episode that we did last year. Yeah. I hated it. You want to do power rankings again? Let's do it. All right. The 503 Killcast Power Rankings. It's the 503 Killcast. Power rankings. That's right, Kill Crew. We are here to tell you how bad or good you are. I've been slaving over these numbers, Wind Thunder, and I think I have a pretty good list here. Oh, John Bryan, I want you to know that unlike last year, where I just flew by the seat of my pants and called it like I saw it, 
I crunched the numbers this year. I dug deep. I examined schedules. I examined, examined bye weeks. And I did stat analysis. And then I threw it all away and went with my gut. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. So, all right. John Rogers, like last year, we have our respective lists. I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen my list. And we are going to compare them right here live on the show. All right. You want to go first? I'll go first. All right. My number 12 <laughs> is... There's no question about this. I think it's we can all say it's the worst team in the league, despite not having the worst record. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the slack job Yokels. Oh, okay. He that is, was not my number 12. He has the lowest amount of points this year with 770. I'm up over 1,000. This guy's sitting at 770 like a bum. What a loser. Uh, no talent on the offense. and Not very much talent on the offense. Yeah. And so it's it's Brennan. It's a slack job Yokels, number 12. Okay. My number 12 is Bubina. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you why. Bubina, your team is cursed. It's so bad that it gives people herpes. I did not incorporate the curse into my rankings. That's my... Oh, I knew I, I did See, something John wrong. Bright, I knew you're it. leaving out facts. You're leaving out <laughs> things that are necessary for the analysis. The truth. That's right. Bubina, your team is so bad that it gives people herpes. And you're also a racist. Yeah, that's right, Bubine. The jazz man hasn't forgotten about that. And neither has America. You hear me, Bubina? You can't just run around giving people herpes and expect them to forget about the fact that you are racist. That's not how this works. Come on. Come on. Number 12. Number 11. All right, my number 11. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to be Diddy. Yeah, that's who I got at 11 too. Uh, it, zero wins. Uh, there's no more talent on his team because he sold it all off. Yeah. For good prices. I mean, he's still got Cam. Eh, uh, Cam ain't gonna give you nothing. No, no, and he's not what he was last year. No, no. So he's got no more talent on his team. I don't think he can reasonably expect to win any more matchups this year because he sold off all the talent that he had. But that's a smart way to do it because, I mean, all he's got to do is if he could somehow win the toilet bowl, he's got the first round pick next year, exactly. and he's got a bunch of extra picks with that. That's right. I don't know. He might actually be the first team in the league to have a zero-win season. I mean, he's a candidate for it. Everyone else has won at least one game. Yeah. Actually, I think everyone else has won at least two games. Yeah. So, Diddy, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're getting your ducks in a row for next year. I think you're going to be the happiest guy in the league come draft day 2017. But, boy, howdy, the shame of a zero-win season. The shame. That would be shameful. It'd be hard to show your face ever again. Uh, he's fallen a long way from where he was last year when he's playing for the championship. Yep. Um, we love you, Diddy, but uh, it just wasn't your year. Uh, I know. But things things are going to turn around for you next year. I mean, they're guaranteed. You've got nowhere to go but up. Exactly. But right now, Diddy, you're number 11. Yep. My number 10, Wreck-It Rawls. What about your number? Oh, that's right. Uh, Diddy was my 11. Okay. Uh, Wreck-It Rawls. Uh, just, he's got no running backs on his team. He traded for uh, uh, Tevin Coleman, and then he got hurt. Yep. Traded for Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith's quarterback just went down. Yep. And Cam Meredith, I think, a little gimpy, too. I'm not sure about that. But he just doesn't have the talent on his team. I mean, Tom Brady's good, yeah, but I bet you really wish you had used that second-round pick on something good, not Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I— I have the same complaints about Carter. I'm not, I don't have him ranked nearly as low, but we'll get into it when I talk about Carter. All right. What's your number 10? My number 10 is Brennan. Okay. Yeah. I, he's not cursed, and he's got a few wins. That's why you can't put him at 12 or 11. 
However, he does have the lowest point total in the league. It's less even than Jared. <laughs> it is. And he does not seem to pay attention. No, he doesn't. No, I He's mean, picked it up in the last two weeks. This uh, week, he actually made a couple moves. When we called him out yeah. after he failed to, you know set a lineup i think that was that little fire under his ass but you know the last couple of years he's kind of turned into the taco of the league he only seems to play here because he wants to be around everyone else and be around his friends he doesn't seem to be in it to win it john Bryan. no he's not no he's got trouble getting his lineup set and he makes some really baffling decisions frankly. yeah he's the guy that shows up to the party and just doesn't really drink or anything yeah kind of hangs around exactly yeah and he refuses to be the dd <laughs> yeah, that's that too. guy. <laughs> uh, you know, Brayden, I hate to say it, but I think you're going to be occupying this tier of the power rankings for years to come unless you turn it around. Yeah, and I think his chance to turn it around is really selling off of some of his talent. Which he has not done at all. No, he has not. And I have solicited trades to him. He's been all like, oh, uh, you know me, I'm an A's businessman, and then tries to <laughs> fuck me over. And I'm like, no, you're not yeah. the only one with a shitty team looking to sell off his players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that was your number 10? That was my number 10. All right. My number nine, Shane, Crimea Rivers. Oh, that's my number nine, too. Has a good team, just can't set a lineup. Oh, my God. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. You know what it is? He used up all of his luck last year for, like, the next five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can't even buy a win this year, it seems like. <laughs> uh, and it, Yeah, you're right. His team's not bad. It's got plenty of talent. But Shane just continues to find new and interesting ways to fuck his team over. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a question of talent. It's a question of management. Exactly. Uh, you know what it is? Has he gotten his name engraved on the trophy yet? We need to find out. 503 Killcast needs to investigate. That's right. Do we have an investigator in the kill crew? Mikey McLennan, we're putting it on you. Find out if Shane's put his name on that trophy yet. Go, Mikey, go. Yeah, tough to see Shane in the playoffs this year. Number nine, I think, is where he should be. Yeah. Um, who's your, who's your number eight? My number eight, Mike Schaefer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Schaefer, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. And it's no way to go through a fantasy season. But you know what? Schaefer's going to make a run in it. Going to try to do it. He's going to. I mean, he's the second best record on the league. Yeah, but he's been squeaking by on several close wins. Yeah. Usually on the foot of his kicker. <laughs> Which, as we have talked about many times before, is a pure goddamn crapshoot. Yeah, bullshit position. We need to get rid of kickers. You know, they could have gone easy either way. I know he's six and one, John Bryant, but you know what? Looking at his schedule, looking at his past games, three and four is just as possible. Yep, just as possible. And yep. we'll get into this when I talk about who my number seven is. Um, his points against are also more than fifty points below league average, which means he's had a comparatively soft schedule. Yes. Um, you know, Mike Schaefer, he's a lock for the playoffs this year based on record alone. However, I see another first round exit. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it's just setting up for it. If you look at his team, there's very little depth. Um, you know, he's either playing against someone who has a really shitty week, like he did last week against Brendan, or he'll have a week like the week before that when, you know, like 10 of his 12 players had single-digit scores. Yeah, and he just had two guys that played really, really well. Exactly. It's not a recipe for long-term success. Yeah. No. All right, my number eight, um, and it's the same story as Shane. He's got a really good team, a better team than Shane, but just can't seem to set a lineup. 
It's uh, did I say it? yeah? It's Matt Brown. It's fighting Gil Gunderson's. Oh, that's what I've got at number seven. Oh, really? Yeah, he's yeah. my number eight. I just I I think Matt Brown's kind of in a. I think he's blocking out all things football this year. I think so too. It's, Matt Brown's success directly co- correlates with the Oregon Ducks' success. Yeah, if the Oregon Ducks are having a bad time, then Matt Brown just shuts down. Yep. The man can't function unless the Ducks are winning. <laughs> he just goes into some kind of fantasy hibernation. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my number eight. Who, who's your number seven? My number seven, Matt Brown and the Roto World app. That's how we need to refer to him from now on. The Roto Winer. You, know, you got Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. You've got Matt Brown in the Roto World app. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They have they have some talent. They got a lot of talent. But, you know, one, they fail to use that talent wisely. They cannot set their lineups. And two, uh, it's about to take a nosedive for them. I mean, Christine Michael is set to become a backup after Thomas Rawls comes back, and Willie Sneed is really turning out to take a backseat to Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Um, Not a good week to play Willie Sneed, by the way. No. Um, You know, he's got a lot of second stringers on his team. They're real scrappy. I mean, they're some of the best second stringers out there, but they are second stringers. You know, in a way, his season is like almost exactly what Schaefer's could have been. Uh Matt Brown I like that. has had like no streaks go his way, and Schaefer has gotten a lot of breaks. They're within one point of each other, John Bryant. If you look at it, they've yep. scored almost identical number of points. And Schaefer's only scored 40... Uh, sorry, they're within one point against, so they've had almost uh, the okay. same kind of, kind of schedule. But Schaefer's only scored 40 more points than Matt Brown total this season. That's less than six points a week difference. So they're within six points of each other every week in terms of what they score. Yet Matt Brown is three and four, and Mike Schaefer is six and one. Matt Brown's on the playoff bubble. I mean, he's got a shot to make it there, but I see a quick I see a quick exit. Yeah. Um, my number seven, the bubonic plague. Wow. What? All right. Kind of high. But... You failed to factor in the curse, though. Yeah, I did fail to factor in the curse. But if it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott, Boubinet would be in last place. I agree. Yeah, it's his only real talented, consistent, good player. I mean, this guy's been starting Blake Bortles the majority of the season. Ew. How do you do that and still look yourself in the mirror every day? I don't um, think he does. Amari Cooper has been a pretty bad disappointment. He's been picking it up lately, but he's still just not a consistent guy. No. You know, he traded for Matt Stafford. That's probably the best thing he's done all season. Yeah. Uh, but he's playing Chris Hogan this week, and Chris Hogan is just. Yeah, that's a crapshoot. Yeah, he's just okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing that's saving his season has been Ezekiel Elliott and a little Cole Beasley, too. Yeah. The Cowboys. Uh, he's got the Beasles. Yeah. Matt Jones is out for, you know, who knows how long. Uh, Sammy Coates is worthless without Big Ben in there. Agreed. Uh, he's got he's held on to Deion Lewis all season on his IR. Deion Lewis isn't coming back for anything meaningful. Uh, he's, I don't know, he's been practicing this week. Oh, yeah, but he's still going to miss at least three more. I mean, he's not even eligible to come back for another two. What? I thought he was eligible to come back after this week. Nah, you're wrong. Okay. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all but, right. uh, yeah, number seven is the bubonic plague. Okay, all right. Well, who's your number six? My number six, and this is, you know, we're starting to get into the top half of the leagues and That's right. see some talent around here. It's the Cellar Dwellers. Tyler Bridge. Okay. He hasn't had a great season so far, but he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. And I know he's got the drive. I think it's been a hard season for him. You know, he just had a new baby. He mm-hmm. uh, They just moved into a new house this last he's week. He's been struggling with alcohol. Yeah, that too. Um, and 
I don't know. I, I I just see Tyler making a you know a good little run to make his season a little more respectable than it's been. Yeah, I can see that. You know, right now he's eighth in the standings, but he's had some rough weeks. He's had some injuries, but yeah. nothing too terrible that he can't come back from. Yeah, you know, Tyler, you're eighth in the standings, but you're number one in our hearts. Sixth in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's your number six? My number six is Carter. Okay. Yeah, um, I agree with you. We're in that tier of the power rankings now where we're talking about guys who have a chance for the playoffs. Contenders. Yeah, contenders. Uh, not locks, but, you know, contenders. Uh, Carter came out of the draft with a team that we made a lot of fun of. I mean, frankly, we, we shat on him a lot the first couple episodes this year. And I think rightly so, uh, considering who he drafted and where he drafted them. Terrible draft. Um, but, you know, he's had a lot of those players work out for him. Um, you know, they stunned us by putting up some big games. Uh, but unfortunately, Carter has tinkered and I think made his team a lot worse. Yes. <laughs> Remember last year when he tried to fire sale his team and, like, accidentally made them good? Yeah. Well, this year, he has tried to make his team good and accidentally made them worse. Yeah. Trading away A.J. Green. Yeah, he traded away A.J. Green, probably his best player. Oh, definitely his best player. And acquired Tevin Coleman, who is now injured and was in a timeshare anyway. Wasn't even the best player on Kevin Coleman's team. Tevin Coleman's team. Jesus Christ. He's got a lot of number twos and a lot of backups on his bench, and he's running two tight ends this week. In what looks like out of necessity. Yeah. Um, I think he screwed himself for the playoffs. I think he's I think he's on a downward trend, honestly. That's weird that's weird that you put him so high in their power rankings. Well, it, it was just because of his um, you know, points that he scored so far this year. Yeah, but all those guys are gone. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh I don't know. Look for him to get worse as we approach the playoffs. Yeah, he's on five, the bubble and I think he's on his way out. You're number five, my number ten. All right. Yeah. No, my number six. Well, I meant he, or yeah, he's your number six. Yeah. Sorry. My number five, I'll tell you who my number five is. It's Mikey. Same here. All right. We lined up on this one. Yeah. Uh, that's like the third time. Yeah. yeah all right. Mikey, uh, he started with a decent team and he had a string of bad luck. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, he had a lot of close, heartbreaking losses. He got a pep talk. It gave him two wins. And then it pep talk got revoked and he lost again. Yeah. So Mikey, uh, I think you know where your wins come from. Yeah, he's doing good on points, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, he's got a totally new team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he made trades, you know, or trades made Carter weaker, but trades have made Mikey stronger. Yes. Uh, Mikey knows how to trade. He's, I think he's gotten back the title of horse trader of the league. Yes. I have said this for the last several years. If you don't trade with Mikey McLennan, he can't win. Exactly. Because he drafts like shit. And people still seem to trade with Mikey McClendon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand. Don't it. I'm why. telling you guys the formula. It's it's it, you can see it. It's yeah. right there in front of your eyes. Anyway, he picked up the phone. He made some moves. He acquired AJ Green. Uh, he got Devonte Booker, and you know he he's he's a real waiver whore. Yeah. I mean, he'll pick up any guy who's having a good week. But you know what? It worked out when he picked up Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's turned into something this year. Oh yeah. Um, his team has undergone a total makeover and it looks a lot stronger than what it did two weeks ago. Definitely. Or even last week. Yeah. And if Jamal Charles can get right, his team's going to look kind of scary. Yeah. He's got a long way to go to make it into the playoff in terms of points that he scored and his record. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's putting together a team to make a run and it's got that potential. He just needs everything to go his way. Yep. Mikey's only like third in points too. Like 
He's got that wild card spot pretty much locked up as long as he doesn't shit the bed too many weeks. I don't know. I mean, Tyler's Tyler's the lock for the wild card spot for one of them. Yeah. Uh, then Mikey's got a fight with uh, some other people for the number two. Yeah. Mm, pretty much with Brown, and he's got Brown on a good lead. Yeah. He's got a good lead on Brown on points. All right. Uh, that was our number five. Yeah. Number four. Who's your number four? El Grande Meal. El Grande Meal. Okay. Um. He's gotten really lucky this year. We've seen his not just his teams getting lucky, but his players in their respective games getting lucky. That's I don't right. think it'll last all season, and he's the perfect candidate for the one and done in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's second place in um, ranking, but he's got one of the lower uh, points against totals. And um, let's see. He's only like third in points. So I like his team. But he needs to learn how to set up the lineup properly, and he he's a guy that probably should be trying to make some moves to improve his team and really try to take advantage of some of these guys that are fire sailing. Agreed. Yeah. But no one likes to trade with him because he's a dick. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, no, he's he's a lovable, fat, drunken, stupid idiot. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number four. All right. Uh, my number four, myself. Wow, Lynn Thunder. Let me congratulate you really quick. Yeah. Because. I totally thought you were going to put yourself as number one, <laughs> which, you know, you don't have a bad team. But last year, you were in, like, last place and still put yourself at number one. I know. You've grown a lot <laughs> as a broadcaster and a journalist and a fantasy football analysis, and I'd like to commend you for it. Thank you, John Brown. Now, let's, let's hear why your team isn't that good. All right. Uh, it's really tough to gauge this team. Real tough. Okay. Um, you know, one week we lead the team in scoring, and the next week we're... You know, mm-hmm. it's a goddamn roller coaster, John Bryant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, consistency has eluded me all season, and now injuries are crippling my team. They really are. Oh, I have been bit by the injury bug real hard. Uh, lost Decker, have lost McCoy, and now I've lost CJ Anderson. It really hurts. There there were a lot of big names on this team to start the season. Yeah, and Jordy Nelson's just been shitty. Yeah, it hasn't worked out. But you know what? Ninth round, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. No. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be my year this year. The breaks aren't going my way. Team's not staying healthy, and I'm seeming to catch guys on the downswing of their careers for some reason. Um, you know, I we can hang with anyone, John Bryant. I we've proven that. You know, three time league leading scorer. You know, yeah. So we can hang with anyone, but you know, at the end of the day. I don't see myself competing for the championship. I don't see myself winning at all. I see myself playing spoiler for people. Okay. You know, I'm that hurdle you got to get over if you want to make it to the championship. You can be game. the guy that takes out Mike Schaefer in the first round, and that would be just as good as a championship in your That eyes. would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, number four in the playoffs. Uh, you got to respect my team, um, but you know what? I just I don't see us getting it all. Going all the way. No. So with the trade deadline looming, are you at all tempted to get try to get some draft picks? No. I mean, look, at this point when you get to the playoffs, it's all about your guys going off and, you know, getting hot. It's really luck for three weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only three weeks, and, you know, anything can happen any week. I mean, hell, like we said last year, Shane and Diddy, the two wild card teams, ended up storming their way through the playoffs and playing for the championship. Yep, they got hot at the right time. Anything can happen. I just, I'm gonna sit tight. I've got the players. I just need them to get hot. Yep. Um, I've got you at number three. Okay. 
And uh, it's solely because I think Gronk, that Gronk trade may have saved your season. I, I, I see big things from him. I mean, I wasn't sold until he finally came back and started doing it. But now that he's doing it again, I think Gronk could put you over that edge. And I think we'll get you to the playoffs. And then, like we, like we said, it's a crapshoot from there. Yeah. All right. Who's your number three? Number three is Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is my top three guys. These are my tier for um, championship contenders. I see these teams, you know, making it to the championship game. Um, Tyler. He's a lock for the playoffs. He's a lock for that number one wild card spot because he's second in points scored. Yep. He's only two and five, but you know what? Uh, he's like he's like the Browns. He's way better than his record this year. And you know what? I will say that he has had by far the hardest schedule this year. Definitely. Where you, John Bryant, are about 100 points below the league average in terms of points scored against you. Tyler is 100 points more than the league average. All right? He's had a tough season. Yeah. But you know what? He's a lock for the wild card spot, and we saw last year that wild card teams can be the most dangerous teams out of anyone. And he's by far the best receiving core in the league. I mean, his team's no joke. You can't you can't look at his team and say it's a bad team. Yeah, he's just definitely he needs to work on his lineup skills a little bit. But um, he's got all the talent there, and I think they can get they can get hot. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, to see him competing for the trophy. All right. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, yeah. number three. We saw it last year. Those wild card spots, they just get hot at the right time. Yeah, it, it really is that second overall in point scoring by like yeah. almost 100 points. Yeah. It's nuts. And yeah, he's at like 971. I think the next highest is like 898. Yeah, and it's, I'm at 1,038. Yeah, you're head and shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is the Tel Aviv Tigers. That's my number two. Yeah, I thought we were going to line up on this one. Yeah. Probably the most well-rounded team in the league. Yeah. He's got the strongest stable of running backs in the league, John Bryant. Uh, I don't know if he's got the strongest stable running Blunt, back. Ware, Bell, Gordon. Oh, Come yeah, on. you're right. I forgot he had Le'Veon Bell. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He does have the best running backs in the league. And he's got good, not great wide receivers, but he's got enough options there that he can play the matchups and usually yeah. does it pretty well. Uh, I think if Corey Coleman, does he look like he might be coming back anytime soon? I he thought he was going to start practicing this week. He's going to start practicing, but he's still not catching balls. Yeah. If Corey Coleman came back and started really um, performing, I think Uri's team could go all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just say that with four of the best running backs in the league, I mean, he literally cannot play all those running backs every week. No, he can't. If I were him, I would want to get rid of one of them, maybe for a top-tier receiver. You that know? would be his best option, definitely. You know? And... Then I think his case is really strong. Um, or he could just sit tight in case he gets bit by the injury bug. You True. Know? Um, I mean, we saw what happened with you. You you traded away one of your good running backs. and The other two got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, anything can happen, you know. Uh, I will say that the Philadelphia D has been turning into big games. Uh, they've got a great playoff schedule. Redskins, Baltimore, New York Giants. That's a fantastic playoff schedule for your defense. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see him playing for it all and winning it all. Yeah, me too. He's he's going to make a deep run in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. All right, number one. Process of elimination. John you know Bryant. who it is. It's me. Yeah. It's John Bryant. All right, John Bryant. I'm, I don't want to sit here and toot my own horn, I'll, so uh, I'll let you do it. I'm not going to. John Bryant, I'm not going to toot anything on you. Okay. <laughs> Unless you've got you $10. Blow my horn? <laughs> <laughs> John Bryant, undefeated. You lead the league in scoring by more than 100 points. 
Yeah. Like, it was like 140 points or something. Yeah. Uh, can't put you anywhere else than that number one. All right. You got two of the top scoring running backs, David Johnson and DeMarco Murray. And Ty, Ty Montgomery is probably going to be the waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, and the fact that you get to play him as a wide receiver is just a nice bonus. It really is. I like that a lot. Yeah. ESPN changed that. Uh, not Yahoo. Not Yahoo. Uh, That's why I like Yahoo. There's no real holes on your team, dude. No. No. They're well-rounded. However, however, I can't just let you sit there number one thinking everything's hunky-dory. All right? As I mentioned before, you are 100 points below the league average in terms of points against. So you have had an easy schedule. Yes. And your team has been way too healthy, man. Way too healthy. Dude. Dez has been your only injury, and he gets injured every year. Yeah. All right. Everyone else is getting their injuries out of the way now. They're picking up the the guys who are stepping up to fill those holes. And, you know, I can just see you probably. I mean, we saw this on Thursday. DeMarco Murray got a toe injury. Nothing serious. Nothing serious. Good thing I got Derrick Henry. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I mean, if something like that happens to Drew Brees, David Johnson. Ty Montgomery. I mean, anyone other than Drew, obviously, you know, he's a top tier quarterback. There's no replacing that. Other than Drew, though, I think I'm pretty much injury proof. I don't know. It would take a lot of injuries. If I had one guy go down any given week, I'd be fine the next week. I, I don't know, John Bryant. I just, you got to worry that you're going to get yours, and, then, and you got to worry that you're going to get him at the worst possible time in the playoff game. Remember when Andy Dalton broke his thumb in the first round of the playoffs last year? Yeah. All right. I mean, come on, dude. You just got to worry about that. You're unquestionably number one right now. But I just, I don't know. I think you've been real lucky in terms of your schedule. I think you've been real lucky in terms of injury. And I just see something changing about all that. And I I don't know. I see you playing for the championship, but I don't know. Your I, luck's going to run out. I just, I got that feeling. This is, I think this year, I've had other years where I've performed well. And I've had to really scrape and fight for it. You know, been one of those guys that's really checking the waiver wire hard and stuff. But I just drafted a good team. Yeah. Like, if there's only one guy that I've kind of been consistently... Actually, it hasn't even been consistently. The only guy that I've been playing that I haven't drafted is Ty Montgomery. And that was just yeah. last week. Everyone exactly. else are guys that I drafted. Exactly. and I, I haven't had to fuck around with my lineup at all, really. And we're, and we're in that part of the season right now where the hot waiver wire pickups are happening. Yeah. You know... Guys are getting hurt. Guys are having to step up, and they're going to play like the second half of the season, and they're going to be the performers. And I just, I don't know. It just seems like if you miss out on that, either because you're not paying attention or because you don't need to pay attention to it because your team is healthy, you miss out on some of the top performers for the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That that's why I uh, like the wild card teams. That's why because you know they have to do that. Like I think Uri did that. Tyler has not done that. He hasn't had to, but, you know, uh, I just, I don't know. That's why I like the wild card teams. They just seem to scrape and fight and get hot at the right time. Exactly. Yep. Anyway. Well, then Thunder, that's our rankings. Do we want to buzz through them real quick? Do you want to do yours? Yeah. All right. I'll go first. Okay. My number 12 was page back. Uh, the select Jody Yokels, number 11, the JDD All-Stars, number 10, Wreck-It Rawls, uh, number 9, Crimea Rivers, number 8, the Fighting Gil Gundersons, number 7, the Bubonic Plague, number 6, the Cellar Dwellers, number 5, Threat Level, Threat Level Midnight, number 4, El Grande Meal, number 3, 
the Dick Buckuses, number two, Tel Aviv Tigers, and then your undisputed number one, John Bryan. All right. My number 12, Boubinet. Number 11, Diddy. 10, Brennan. 9, Shane. 8, Schaefer. Number 7, Matt Brown and the Roto World app. Number 6, Carter. Number 5, Mikey. Number 4 is yours truly. Number 3, Tyler. Number 2, Uri. And then number 1, John Bryant. Thank you. And, you know, let's just be clear. Those guys in those 12 through uh, 7, or, yeah, 12 through 7 positions, it's not over for you. Well, some of you it is. Yeah. But it's not over. You can fight. You can crawl. You can kick your way back into, you know, contention. That's right. Um, Never give up. There was a little bit of a stir on the message board this last couple of weeks, you know. So I happened to be at a, I was at a truck stop in a <laughs> bend, somewhere close to Bend. This sounds like a story that Mikey would tell. It starts with a truck stop. <laughs> no, but I walked by and they had this like table of shirts and that said 50% off all of them. And I looked at it just, you know, and I noticed a bunch of these shirts were like fantasy football themed t-shirts, which I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, nice. So I saw a fantasy football league champion t-shirt. For $4. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick this up. And I'm going to say, you know, it's just another incentive for the team. A little um, some some. little something. One of, you know, one of the reasons I did it is I kind of noticed that last week there were, the message boards were really quiet on game day. Usually we have some good banter going on Sundays, but we just didn't have that the last couple of days. So right. I picked it up and I uh, posted it on the message board to let everyone know, you know, it's just one more incentive to um, try to perform this year. And uh, a lot of people... Didn't take it too well. No, they did not. Yeah. Um, Carter, you need to learn the difference between a hex and a jinx. Read a fucking book. <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't, I haven't even, I haven't put the shirt on or anything. I haven't been wearing it. Um, I just thought, and I'm, I actually meant to bring it here so we could hang it up in the Kill Cave or the Winterfell Studios, but uh, I, I forgot. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to clear the air and let you guys know I'm not, I'm not proclaiming a championship this year. I'm, Far from it. I just wanted to make sure that our league stays competitive and stays fun. Yeah, and you know, there's really only one source of black magic in this league, and that's me. Yeah, I don't have any of it. All right. Yeah, I just lit the card on fire. I didn't say the spell. (laughs) By the way, we do have a video that that Mikey has, and he's supposed to send it to everyone out there in the Kill Crew, and we're still waiting on it. Yeah, the video is not as cool. It doesn't have all the great sound and everything. That's true, but it does kind of prove that we did, in fact, light Boobinay's card on fire. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) Well, in Thunder, we are going to have a long-ass episode today. Yeah, we're going to have to blow through the injury report, the time machine, and the uh, and the preview. So let's get on that. Injury report. Ah! 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 All right, here is your super, super, super fast injury report. CJ Anderson, 2IR. Shady McCoy, aggregated, aggravated hammy. He is doubtful for this week, probably won't play. Tevin Coleman, out for week eight with a hamstring injury. Bilal Powell, turf toe, out several weeks. Doug Barton, still dealing with a hamstring injury. Out for week eight, week to week from here on out. Jamal Charles, out for week eight, has any injury. Lamar Miller, game time decision. He's got a sore shoulder. Jamarco Murray, toe injury, not believed to be serious. Cordero Patterson, lately out for week eight with concussion. Dante Moncrief, back at practice, will play this week. Dion Lewis, back at practice. Jordan Reed, back at practice, expected to play this week. Eric Ebron, back at practice, expected to play this week. Theo Riddick, will play this week. Aaron Foster has retired. Okay, I'm recording now. Go ahead and start. Fuck you. <laughs> the fantasy time machine. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Guys that scored big on your bench. I've made a huge mistake. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Forget it, I quit. All right, the time machine. And 
True to our new format, we are going to go matchup by matchup, not player by player. We'll start with the matchup of the week, the Dick Buckus versus the Space Cowboys. The 503 Killcast Civil War turned into a slaughter. As oh, John yeah. Bryant put up a league high 170 points. I never had a chance, guys. I never <laughs> had a chance. I got not when two of your players score like three points combined. Yeah, Jordy Nelson and LaShawn McCoy really screwed me, but it didn't matter anyway. Even I can't believe you you started LaShawn McCoy over CJ Anderson at all. I was checking it the, that morning, and everyone was tweeting LaShawn McCoy practicing. He's 100%. Soft he's 100%. Tissue, man. Soft tissue. I, I had to play Boomer Bus, guys. Don't be an issue when you got that soft tissue. Anyway. El Grande Emil and Slackjawed Yokels. Schaefer's lucky streak continues as he squeaks by with a win on the foot of his kicker. He benched Tyrell Williams with 22 points. Who I said to start, specifically. Yeah. He made this a lot closer than it should have been, considering that he is going up against one of the worst teams in the league with Brennan. Odell turned in another sneaker with 10 points. Schaefer, you better get used to that. Eli Manning in that offense is not clicking. No, it's not. Yeah, you're guaranteed a playoff spot at 6-1, but like we mentioned before, you're also pretty much guaranteed for another quick exit from the playoffs. Yes. Meanwhile, Brendan had a chance to steal the W, but left Jeremy Hill on his bench with 27 points. We told you to play him, Brendan. We told you to play him. You could have won this week if you just listened to us. I'm done helping Brendan start his lineup. Oh, my God. I mean, we haven't given perfect advice, but if you're not going to listen to us, why are we even bother? Exactly. All right, Crying Gurley and Jay Diddy. Uh, Shane is once again involved in the battle of the retards that no one cares about. Shane, you managed to win this week despite almost literally playing the worst lineup that you could have. You left 92.5 points on your bench, and you didn't even have a quarterback on your bench. That's fucking incredible. (laughs) How did you win last year, Shane? What the hell? Black magic. Diddy, your team stinks, you stink, you might go winless this year, but come draft day 2017, you're going to be one happy man. Just keep the faith, dude. Keep the faith. Uh, real quick, breaking news. Uh, the Jaguars have fired their offensive coordinator, Greg Olson. <laughs> that <laughs> Which, makes sense. Yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't fire Gus Bradley. Maybe yeah. that's, that's probably going to be the next thing that pops up. <laughs> probably. All right, next one. Cellar dwellers and wreck it balls. Tyler continues to slide down the standings. Uh, John Bryant, would you believe me if I told you that a team that had Matt Ryan, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Benjamin, and the Minnesota D only has two wins all season? I would not believe you. I'd say you're a liar and a cheater and a thief. Exactly. It's flabbergasting. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, you know, Tyler, like we said, you're a lock for the wild card spot, and you're a dangerous team nonetheless. On the other side... Carter was bailed out by big days from A.J. Green and Randall Cobb. A.J. Green is now gone. You've traded for Tevin Coleman, and that has not fixed your running back situation. Randall Cobb will probably uh, slide back into his usual performances. Uh, Carter, you're in that situation where your record is better than your team. And only by a little bit. That's right. Next up, the Bourbonic Plague and the Fighting Gills. The Jazzman's curse is proven real again as Bubenay's team turns in its worst performance of the season. Oh, Bubenay. Last week, you turned in the worst performance of your season. That was week one of the curse. But black magic is like the plague. It just gets worse and worse. (laughs) And this week, your team reached a new low. You bottomed out, you hope. (laughs) <laughs> by going 15 points lower than you did last week. What was it, like 74 points? Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
Boobina, you managed to get double-digit points from only two players, your kicker and your quarterback. You're on the play... <laughs> You're on the playoff bubble. That's great. Double-digits from his kicker and quarterback. What a terrible player. <laughs> oh, it's time to decide, Boobina. Are you going to fire sale and play for next year, or are you going to dig in and try to make the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> and Matt Brown in the Roto World app continues to dominate the rivalry with another bitch slap to Boobinet. <laughs> that was that was their rivalry game. That's right. <laughs> oh, Matt Brown. Oh, Matt Brown hero. and the Roto World app have decided to roster not one, not two, but three tight ends <laughs> and continue to pick the wrong one every week. <laughs> yeah, Boobinet, you lost to that. <laughs> All right, last matchup. The Tel Aviv Tigers and Threat Level Midnight. All right, Uri, you stormed to 164 points behind a sixth-round-worthy performance by the Philadelphia defense, and you annihilated Brennan. You left LeGarrette Blunt on your bench with 26 points, but as we mentioned before, uh, we can't argue with any of your running back plays. You know, yeah. you can't play all of them. You're going to leave one of them on the bench every week, and it's probably going to blow up. Mikey, you got bit by your own snake. You played Jamal Charles for Uri. Sorry, you played Jamal Charles for zero points, and Uri got a healthy 36 from Spencer Ware. This is a fondue party, Mike. God damn it, Mikey. Get it together. Bring the cheese. Mikey, you've made some moves to get back in it. I, my hat is off to you, sir, but you're 2-5, and five and it's tough to see what your end game is. You got a hell of a long road to climb. Recording live. It's time for the official podcast of the 503 Killers Fantasy Football League. Fantasy football is my religion. Nothing brings me greater spiritual enlightenment than picturing me taking my big fat donger that is my team and slapping it in my friend's face, dropping loads on them like manna from heaven. Sunday is my Sabbath, and Mondays, and Thursdays, and Saturdays in December, baby. It's the 503 Killcast. All right, week nine matchups. We are getting to that point of the season where every matchup matters, every play counts. So let's start with a matchup that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan and Shane, the Slack Judge Yokels and Crimea Rivers. Uh, two guys that are, I think... Their quarterbacks are both on bye. Or no, actually, Brennan dropped Eli Manning. Good for you, Brennan. That was a smart move. I picked up Tyrod Taylor, which... With his best receivers hurt, I don't know if I want Tyrod Taylor. Although I know who I don't want, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick's uh, got a pretty good matchup this week. No quarterback has put up less than 20 points against Cleveland. All right, Shane, you're trying to stream. Let's see if it works out. Anyway, uh, my pick, anyway, has to be... It has to be Shane. Uh, really, because I'm picking Brennan. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think Shane finally got a decent game from Allen Robinson. Um, 13 points. Hey, that's better than a lot of things that he's been putting up. Yeah. And I like Shane's flex plays. I like Michael Thomas. I like Terrell Pryor. Uh, I think Hunter Henry is a great tight end, much better than Charles Clay. I don't like his Quincy Nunois or uh, Ryan Matthews play, and... Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, he's had good games, but he's been gimpy. He's been in the concussion protocol all week, and they still have Antonio Gates. I don't know. Hunter Henry is the new guy there. And they're going against Denver. Yeah, but Denver is vulnerable. I mean, 
you know what Hunter Henry did to Denver last time they played, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Hunter, or, sorry, Denver is vulnerable uh, over the middle on those shallow routes, the ones that the tight ends run all the time. Yeah. That's why Tevin Coleman had a great game against them. That's why Hunter Henry had a great game against them. Their linebackers are hurt, and they've got a great secondary, so teams attack them short over the middle where the linebackers cover. Yeah. Um, over on Brennan's side, he's got uh, Tyrod Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. I like Devontae Adams a lot this week. He's only projected seven points, but I think he goes way over that. Me too. I think I think he's have a good week in part because Jordy Nelson will be stuck with Desmond Trufant, so... Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers will look for Devontae Adams. Yeah, Matt Forte against Cleveland. I, I, I thought Matt Forte was done, but he had a great week last week. And With it, Bilal Powell out? Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like they're very set on just giving him the ball as much as he can handle. Uh, Charles Clay, I know he, he fucked me last week, but he should do and have another decent tight end game. Maybe not 12 points, but he should have a decent tight end game. He's one of the only options there. Uh, I like T.Y. Hilton a lot against Kansas City. Uh, I think Dante Moncrief coming back actually helps. T.Y. Hilton because I agree. Uh, they're going to, you know, they can't just cover one guy. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, not a great play, but it seems like. I'd put like, Jeremy Hill in over Isaiah Crowell. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking Brennan. All right. I'm going to go with Shane this week. Shane, I just think, I think the bottom of his roster is a lot stronger. And I, I don't, frankly, I'm still not sold on Matt Forte. His touches have been going down every week. His production's been going down not every last week. Not last week, dude. He put up like 30 points. That's an outlier. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Next uh, matchup, again, one that doesn't really matter because both teams already have their fates written in stone. This is Jay Diddy and the Cellar Dwellers. It matters a lot for Tyler, and I think obviously Tyler can get a good win this week. And he oh, he can get a win, but he doesn't. I mean, he's a lock for the wild card spot, like we said. He's yeah, in the playoffs, but it feels good to win a game. You know? Oh yeah, uh, really get your players feeling good. I think. I mean, is anyone picking Diddy when no. he doesn't even have a full lineup? No. <laughs> uh, Diddy's got one empty spot. Who's he going to put in it? Probably Barber. Uh, um, I forget his first name, P. Barber, but he's the new running back in Tampa Bay that I think is going to out out touch uh, Jaquiz Rogers this week. Maybe not out touch Jaquiz Rogers. I was going to say, do you want to read about that? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't want to say that just because I think uh, Jaquiz is still going to be their workhorse, but this Barber kid looked really good and. Shaquiz just can't handle that kind of workload for more than a couple games. No, he so can't. it may not be this week, but maybe next week. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I put either him or or possibly Colby Fleener. Uh, yeah, Colby Fleener's a good play this week. I know it's Seattle, but uh, I mean, come on, it's Drew Brees and the Saints. That's a high octane offense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, but, I mean, Tyler, you got to like Tyler. He's getting all of his guys back from by. Um, I mean, look, Matt Ryan, going to be in a shootout game. That's a great play. Larry Fitzgerald against that horrible Carolina secondary. Great play. Kelvin Benjamin, he's their go-to guy. Yeah, I don't like Kelvin Benjamin this week just because I think plain Pat's going to be stuck on yeah, him. Yeah, but, no, but think about it this way. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin's like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah. Patrick Peterson's, what, 5'10"? Yeah, but they can zone up on him really easily. They can he, zone up. He's but, not the fastest guy in the world. But that's not his game. His game isn't to run a great route or be faster than the guy. His game yeah. is to get there, box out, and high point the ball. And that's yeah. not Patrick Peterson's game. Yeah. I don't know. I think Kelvin Benjamin will uh, be a cover, uh, be a matchup problem for this Arizona secondary. Uh, Corduroy Patterson, probably not a great play. Uh, I don't know about C.J. Fedorowicz. Yeah, if you're going to go dual tight end, that's not the tight end you want to go with. No. Uh, maybe look at Deshaun Jackson, maybe. I don't know. Uh, 
Sean Jackson's ugly. Yeah, Tyler, you got a rough. He's got a couple players on bye. I mean, whenever Antonio Brown's on your lineup, it hurts. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm still going with Tyler this week, though. Yeah, me too. All right, next one. Uh, wreck it balls and the bourbonic plague. Let's see how long this curse lasts. Yeah, right? Um, Boobinay got Matt Stafford, which really helps his team. It does. Amari Cooper is finally starting to come into his own. John Brown, I still don't trust just because of the he's got the leg problems from his sickle cell, mm-hmm. and he's got Carson Palmer throwing him the ball. I don't like that. Got a great matchup, though. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd week, though. Yeah, you know, Boobinay's got a lot of holes in his team. You love Ezekiel Elliott. You like Jordan Reed. You like Cole Beasley, but you hate Chris Hogan. Yeah. You don't really like Amari Cooper. Ah, uh, jeez. I think Mari Cooper has a really good game this week. I see Oklahoma or oh, Oklahoma, Oakland and uh, Tampa Bay being kind of a shootout game. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I like that the one week where he finally decides to bench bench Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles puts up twenty nine and a half points. <laughs> I didn't even see that. You are the curse is real. <laughs> the curse is real. Yeah, um, Boob and I, I know you're cursed and everything, but I I think Carter's gonna break that curse. Yeah, I'm picking Boobinay this week. I'm picking Boobinay too. Uh, over on Carter's side, uh, I do like Randall Cobb a lot, and it's kind of nice that he has that Michael Tra- Crabtree because Crabtree and um, Cooper seem to kind of always be close, or it's Michael Tra- Crabtree way ahead, ahead of Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Latavius Murray, I don't like this week. I no. Just, Latavius Murray, there's too much of a um, committee in that backfield, and he's still got turf toe. You know, yeah. he's he's he'll you know maybe he'll have a bad carry and then say, oh, coach, I can't go in. God, yeah. he's such an injury risk. Tyler Eifert, we'll see if he can shake the rust off, and then Martellus Bennett, uh, he's been super questionable all week with a. Is it a foot injury or something? But and Brady loves Gronk. Yeah, Martellus Bennett's not 100%. Uh, T. Hill. Who's that? Tyreek Hill. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm picking Boobinay this week. Yeah, and even with Carter's uh, Seattle defense going against New Orleans in New Orleans, do you know that Seattle's defense last week played was um, on the field more than any other defense in NFL history? That's right, because their offense couldn't do shit. Yeah, they're going to be tired. Yeah, I agree. And that New Orleans height octane offense, I think, is going to find some holes. I, I agree. Yeah, so we're picking Boobinay. Yeah, picking Boobinay. We'll see, though. I mean, you never know with the curse. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, matchup. Threat level midnight versus the Dick Buckkiss. Um, I really wish I had played Mikey last week before he got A.J. Green and Devontae Booker. Yeah, that's rough. Ugh. Both of those guys are going to eat this week. Uh, I mean, John Brown, damn. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm picking Mikey this week. Yeah, I think I am too. I mean, you got a good team. It's just you got some rough matchups this week. Uh, with the you're you're missing two running backs, and I don't think Gil, I don't think Mike Gilsley is going to fill that hole like Lashawn McCoy did. No, I'm gonna I'm really going to take a hard look at my plays. Uh, Jordy Nelson might end up getting benched because Desmond Trufant is Desmond Trufant. Yeah, and I like Emmanuel Sanders this week. He's on your bench. I think you should stick him in, man. He's I, got a floor of ten points. I'm seriously considering it, and you know who I'm seriously considering is Jack Doyle too. Because he's got a nice matchup. I think... uh, But with Dante Moncrief coming back, I don't know. I got to look at it. Yeah. um, I think Denver, you know, they lost that game to San Diego last two weeks ago. 
Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be looking to score some big points and then embarrass uh, the San Diego Chadges. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, uh, goddamn, Mikey, you turned your team around. I really wish I had played you like two weeks ago. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Sorry, I was a little late on that, but I had to get it in. <laughs> All right. So we're both picking Mikey. Yeah. I feel real dirty. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a run for your money, Mikey, though. Just you It's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, you next one. Monday night guys going? Uh, Monday is Bears, Minnesota. So, so probably not. No. Okay. Uh, next up, Fighting Gills and the Space Cowboys. John Bryan, if anyone's going to come out of the woodwork and hand you a loss, it's going to be Matt Brown in the Roto World app. Fucking wild card, Matt Brown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Although, tough to pick him when you've already got 31 points from two players. Yeah, DeMarco Murray and Delaney Walker had pretty good games. Yeah, they did. Uh, I got to say, I'm picking, I'm picking you. Yeah, me too. I mean... And I think Matt Brown's team is seriously overrated by Yahoo's projections. I don't see, uh, for instance, Mike Evans necessarily getting 21 points. It could happen, but that's a pretty high projection. Yeah, that's his ceiling. Uh, Devontae uh, Freeman Sneed, with 18. Yeah, uh, Willie Sneed, I don't see him doing that well no, against I think, that Seattle defense. Yeah, Drew Brees is going to spread it around too much for Sneed to get a huge game. Yeah. Um, Chris Thompson, great pickup, great play. Uh, Christian Michael... Similar, uh, Kyle Rudolph against that. I don't know. He's there. He's definitely Sam Bradford's favorite target. But I gotta wonder though why he doesn't have all Sean Jeffrey in his lineup. He's afraid of that Minnesota D, and I don't blame him. Uh, Jay Cutler's back. Matt Brown. You know they're gonna have to Stop be throwing talking. it to. Don't say this. Get some points on Brown. the board. Oh, wait, Matt Brown doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Come on, all Sean Jeffrey. I know Minnesota defense, ooh, super scary, but come on, man. It's a divisional game, and Jay Cutler's going to – Jay Cutler's back. Yeah. He no wants ta- to unleash the dragon. No talking to Matt Brown later tonight about his lineup, all right? I can't guarantee it's, anything. It, it's here – no, it's what's said on the podcast stays on the podcast, and you can only <laughs> access it if you're fucking downloading it. <laughs> Matt Brown hasn't given us a goddamn download this season. You don't give any advice. Uh, sorry, John Bryant, but the deck's stacked enough in your favor as it is. I got to even it a little bit, even the playing field. Yeah. Either think, way, I'm picking you. You think I should just, I'm a little nervous about Ty Montgomery just because there's a lot of targets there in uh, Green Bay. Uh, it is going to be a shootout, but they've got Niles Davis. I, I, you know, did you see the report that he like spent all weekend with their running back coach and really learning the playbook and everything? It's I think Niles Davis. I don't give a shit. That's true. Uh, John Bryant, let me let me tell you this. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but look, look. Green Bay has switched gears. It's now running a West Coast offense. A West Coast offense relies on short passes to replicate the running game. Ty Montgomery is a wide receiver. They've got him lined up as a running back, but they're still running the West Coast offense. That means instead of handing him the ball, letting him run, they're going to let him leak out and get those two-yard dump-off passes. God, I love in that a, we play in a PPR, in a PPR league. That is fucking money Every single week. Yep. Do not bench Ty Montgomery. No, not going to. Uh, and you know what? Des Bryant, I, it hates. It hurts my heart to do this, but I'm going to have to leave him on the bench this week. I just got to see it before I throw him out there. I agree. Yeah. That's smart. All right, last matchup. El Grande Meal and Tel Aviv Tigers. And El Grande Meal, I think the bell is tolling for you. Sorry, I got to pull it up here. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, Schaefer yeah. looks real scary because he's got 35 points. And he got probably Alan Hearn's best game of the season. Definitely. Uh, right after I talk shit to him about it. In garbage time. Yeah. It will must be said against a terrible defense. But that Tennessee only getting uh, getting four points against Jacksonville, that's that hurts. That hurts. And look look who he's starting. He's relying on Frank Gore against a really good Kansas City defense. 
He's relying upon Brandon LaFell. I mean, come on. Tyler Eifert's back now, Schaefer. I think Brandon LaFell is actually a good play this week. Don't like it. Why? Uh, because Brandon LaFell has never been a huge part of that game. Andy Dalton looks for A.J. Green almost all the time. And Tyler Eifert is back now, which means that he's going to be eating into tar- targets as well. Who's going to be on A.J. Green this week? Josh Norman. Josh Norman only plays one side of the field. And Josh Norman uh, is not a shutdown cornerback, all right? No, but he's still pretty good. And uh, Yeah, he's when, pretty good, but he gives up big Wide receiver routinely. twos have scored pretty consistently against Washington this year. I think what's Brandon LaFell projected at? I think he beats his projection. Yeah, I mean, in a PPR league, I think he, he beats eight points. You want to give me an over-under? We need a burrito bet. This is the last matchup. Mm, okay. Uh, 13. You think Make it 12. 12 and a half. It's pretty much the same as 13. Pretty much the same as 12, too. <laughs> All right, 13 <laughs> over or under. I'll take the over. All right, I'll take the under on Brandon LaFell. Ah, fucking Brandon LaFell. What am I doing? This is going <laughs> to. I think I know what you've. I think I know your burrito bet strategy now. Is you just wait till we're almost done with the episode and we have to do something. What are you talking about? My Charles Clay burrito bet came like a <laughs> last week. Whatever. I don't know. Looking at it though, I like Uri because I mean, look at look who Mike Shavers relied upon. Derek Carr. Yuck. Uh, Tyrell Williams against the Denver secondary. Yeah, not a good week to play Tyrell Williams. Oh my god. And then yeah, like I said, I don't like his flex plays. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. And you'll look at Uri, Russell Wilson going against New Orleans defense. Gotta love that matchup. Brandon Cooks at home. Gotta love it. Jaron Macklin, do not like it. Mike Schaefer, your team's not bad, but you gotta make some moves. I mean, look at it. He's got Doug Martin, who's out. He's got Robert Woods, who's pretty much out. Uh, your best wide receiver is Tavon Austin. I think it's time to really uh, take a hard look at your team and maybe make some trades that people have been offering you that it's really genuine. I mean... Yeah. I mean, look, Uri, the only weak spot on your team right now is that wide receiver two spot. Jeremy yeah. Macklin, yuck. Jeremy Macklin's a boomer bust guy. Uh, Uri, I know that some people have approached you about trades for one of your running backs, maybe giving you one of their wide receivers. Maybe you should seriously consider those trades and not look at past trades with those people where maybe you've come <laughs> out behind. <laughs> He's not gonna let you fuck. You. He's not gonna let you fuck him again. I, I'm not trying to fuck. That's him. what happens when you fuck people. That's <laughs> what happens when they you gar- find a stranger in they, the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but I'm picking Uri. Yeah, me too. Okay. All uh, right. Is that the last matchup? Yeah, that's week nine. All right, baby, that's week nine. Kill crew. Good luck this week. Kill crew. Uh, wanted to let you know that there is a party, a Halloween party tonight at Winterfell Studios. That's right. Come by. There's gonna be uh, good times and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Uh. <laughs> All right, kill crew. See you on the gridiron. On my worst behavior. No. They used to never want to hear us. Remember. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you. With your host, John Bryant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! And Lynn, the Jazzman Thunder. No business, Bond, insecure, junkyard, motherfucker!
brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. You don't know how to trash talk, do you? I do know how to trash talk, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? You know what the difference between your mama and a washing machine is? When I dump a load in the machine, the machine doesn't follow me around for three weeks. 